everybody, it is the Elemental Podcast live on Monday, August 13th, 2018. TNP, do you prepare to get dry? And please, for the love of all that is holy in Mecca, can we make America smart again? Can you do your best to make America smart again? I don't care what it is. Go read a book, watch a documentary, uh, read the newspaper, uh, watch a news program of some kind, or maybe just stay away the hell away from social media. God, I think we'd be a whole lot smarter if we didn't have it. There are a lot of dumb fucktards out there, everybody. And it is an Unfriend Monday. Uh, so if you were on the facial book or Twitter or whatever, Instagram, and there's someone in your timeline, someone in your life that you're like, why is this person here? Please, for the love of all that is holy in Mecca, feel free to unfriend them. Uh, your life will be better. Hell, their life might be better. Um, I've done that. I have done some preemptive unfriending because I don't know you in person. Uh, your timeline is shit. Uh, you're going to think my timeline is shit. Let's just do this before things get ugly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Last uh, Thursday was Adventure Thursday. I'm going to save on talking about it till uh, this Thursday when Jamie's here. And then we can talk about the adventures that we had and the adventures that we're going to have this coming Thursday. It's my time to pick. I'm picking what we're going to do. Hopefully I don't pick uh, some shit nozzle stuff. I want to do some fun stuff. If you guys have any suggestions for me, feel free to get a hold of me on the facial book. You can do it through the fan page, the Elemental Podcast fan page, if you think there's anything cool that I should do. Uh, someone did suggest going to a dog park. There's a, a dog park in Muskegon, or I guess it maybe it's just a beach in Muskegon on Lake Michigan where dogs are allowed. So take Wean Dog out there. I don't think Wean Dog would like it. Wean Dog is pretty much a huge time sissy girl uh she doesn't like other dogs a ton uh she's pretty adverse to a lot of things we went to the dog park the other day and she just doesn't do well with other dogs uh particularly when they like want to kind of like play and run around and they get in her face she gets mad there was a boxer that was a puppy only four months old boxers in general have a ton of energy and it's all bouncing around getting her face and wean dog is curling her lip and and the the woman who owned this dog uh clearly was on some heavy medication uh, for mental illness uh first indicator of that was she had shaved her eyebrows and painted them on i i don't know what the fuck that is uh, second, uh, she's lighting up a cigarette at the dog park, weird as hell. Third, she had a sweatshirt on when it's like 80, 90 degree weather. What the fuck's going on with you? And fourth, uh, she was moving so slowly as if she was on uh, lithium or something else. And she just wasn't moving. And she didn't respond to any of her dog being in our dog's face. To the point where Jamie had to pick up the dog because the little box dog wasn't leaving her alone and then was jumping on Jamie and this lady didn't do anything. And I'm like, listen, lady, I'm going to have to fucking kick your dog here in a moment. 
Uh, and it didn't get to that point, you know, and I don't want to kick a dog. Hopefully everyone out there listening uh, knows I'm not going to kick a dog. There is a thing uh, called sarcasm and uh, that, you know, when I say that, I'm not, I'm not going to kick the dog. Hyperbole maybe to, you know, I'm not taking it to that extreme, but so wean dog at a, a beach with a lot of water, I just don't see it happening. Uh, but you never know. Uh, but we'll talk about Adventure Thursday stuff. Uh, today, I went and I donated blood. Uh, so apologies for the podcast coming out later than normal. It's 1137 right now. Uh, you should do that, everybody. Go donate whenever you can. I think it's like every 57 days or something like that. And I made an appointment to uh, donate again on October 8th. So uh, go do it, everybody. You can save lives. One pint apparently can help save three lives. And uh, so you really you, you should do it, everybody. Um, I, I get some people for medical reasons can't do it. Or maybe they're incredibly fearful of needles. You know, needles aren't my friend. I don't like looking at it. I just look the other way when they're doing it. But I do it because I know there's going to be a point in my life when... I'm going to need a, a transfusion or something of some kind. I, I ultimately should say, please, just let me go. Uh, we, we don't need to do this. Uh, I'm looking forward to the afterlife, just sleeping into that eternal bliss of sleep. Let, let it happen. Uh, but someone else, maybe they want to stick around for some reason because they want to get into Facebook fights and take quizzes and uh, troll some idiots on uh, Twitter, uh, but whatever. So go donate when you can, uh, if you can. I think you gotta weigh at least 100 pounds. Uh, and there you go. Please, no heroin users. Uh, please, please, uh, if you're gay, apparently they got some problems with gay dudes donating. I don't know, the fear of that AIDS shit. You know, they don't want any of AIDS in your blood. And I guess that's kind of a good thing. How horrible would it be to go, you're going into surgery or something, and then you wake up and they're like, hey, you got AIDS. Wow, man, that's, uh, I was I was having my ACL repaired and now I got AIDS. That's that's pretty sweet. So I, I don't know, whatever. Um, okay, everybody, as I mentioned yesterday on the facial post, we got a guest I got to get, and I'm going to give the guest a call and, uh, hold on right here, everybody. Got to get to the phone. Here we go. Uh, all right, here we go, everybody. Two, one, boo, 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 boo. I'm calling him. I'm calling him. Said he was ready. He's not answering the phone. Come on, man. Come on, buddy. Reach the voicemail box. What? God damn. What do you mean I reached the voicemail of? I, you just said you were ready. What the fuck? 
I don't understand. I'm an idiot. There, I checked. Uh, you check us the phone number again. Uh, yeah, I called the right number. Calling him again. Two, two rings. Hello? Scott! Stu! How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're on this fucking lousy podcast. I love it. What happened? <laughs> Hello? Hello? What happened there? I have no idea. Do you have, like, call waiting or something? I do. Because it looks like I'm on hold for your number while I'm also talking to you. Uh, well, I guess, okay. so we should hang up one line. I'm going to hang up this line and okay. to the other line. All right, this is already a fiasco. <laughs> Everything hung up. All right, I'm calling him again. Hello? Hello, what happened? I have no idea. I don't know, but I think we're good now. <laughs> Technology, baby. Well, for the listeners who don't know, uh, I am talking to comedian Scott White. Oh, so all that getting disconnected was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad we're part of a professional crew. Oh, yeah. Dude, I just so you know, Scott, I do not edit. Uh, all the mistakes, all the warts, everything are, are included. Oh, good. I, I like that. Good. Cool. Because I, uh, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't have the technical ability to edit. Uh, I don't want to pay anyone to do it. So uh, that that's why I have six listeners, Scott. So we're good. we're reaching six people. Six people. They are called the Six Member Mafia. <laughs> They're a bunch of lunatics, Scott. But... Oh, well, good. I could use six lunatics in my life. <laughs> well, Scott. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I don't th- have you and I ever actually met in person. We we've never met in person. I was going to say we clicked on Facebook. Yes. Because uh, we're both from Michigan. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're both tall guys. I think you're 6'5", yes. I'm 6'4". Yep. yep. So. And uh, we're middle-aged white dudes. Right. <laughs> well, we've, had run-ins, we've had run-ins with particular bookers. Yes, I had another run-in with a different booker this weekend. We can talk oh, about really? that. We can talk about that maybe. Who's a Michigan booker. So uh, I don't I don't know if you have uh, dealt with this person or not, but uh, we can maybe talk about it. But you live in uh, Houston, Texas. I do. How long you been there? Uh, about twenty years. Jesus, and you moved there directly from Detroit. Right. Yeah, I was born in Dearborn, grew up in Woodhaven, Michigan, yeah. right outside of Detroit. Right. And then uh, and then moved to Houston. Sure. So, yeah. So you were uh, you were already gone when I kind of started doing comedy. I started like fifteen years ago. So uh, well, I started about twenty years ago. Yeah, so, and I didn't start till I moved to Houston. Really? So yes. Huh? 
did you move for uh for a job or for weather for weather yes i don't I couldn't stand the, 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 the winters were killing me Stu. right yeah i know i hear and, you man Eat. and uh i had a friend that moved i had a, a michigan friend he got he he met a uh a houston woman and he moved down here to get married and um no that's totally wrong he moved down to, he moved down here for a job met right. her here and then got married gotcha. so uh, so they invited me to uh come stay with them so i took that as an out of uh of michigan so i moved to houston sure and i dabbled in comedy um oh god there was a comedy club at allen park oh. uh the all-stars comedy club yes no. i did a couple of i did a couple of sets there i entered a contest and uh, bombed. Oh yeah. And stayed away from comedy for like three years after that. So gotcha. Yeah. Comedy is awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, but you are so, you are traveling most of the time, right? I am on the road. Uh, yeah, I'm on the road about maybe uh, 30, 35 weeks a year. That's a lot, man. It is a lot. So, but I don't have. Um, I'm not, I'm, you're, you're a single man yourself, right? Yes. Yeah, that's something else we have in common. Both single men with no family, so. <laughs> no one to love us. No one to, I never thought I would have, I never thought I'd have anything in common with uh, Henry, Henry Rollins. Oh, yeah? But I was watching, uh, he was doing a podcast with uh, Joe Rogan. Right. Who has more than six listeners. He's got about and, eight. And he was just saying, you know, he was saying that he's like, I can, I, I don't have a family, and I don't have a wife, so I can concentrate on my work. And he said, that's not a, he goes, that's not a, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just how it is. Right. And he, he also has a bunch of social anxiety, which I have as well. He doesn't like being around people. He goes, I love being in, fr- I love being in front of people, but I don't like being with people. Right. I'm like, wow, that pretty much sums it up for me perfectly. So I think a lot of comedians are that way. Uh, right. They yeah. like the performance. They like being in the center of attention. But when it, they're done, they're I, I don't know what to do with people like after shows. Yeah, it's it's totally odd. and I'm like that with with people I like with friends. You know, I'll be at a party with friends. And everything will be going fine, and then I'll get to this point in the night where I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. <laughs> and, and these are people that I like, and people, you know, people that I like, and people that I love that I'm around, and, and it hits me, so. Right, right, right. Do you just do the Irish exit, and you dip out of there? No, oh, I, I call it the French retreat, yeah. <laughs> that works, too. Wave yeah, the white flag, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That makes sense. You also, uh, one of the things that's interesting about you, Scott, is that you perform a lot of improv. Yes. When I'm not traveling, when I'm not traveling doing stand-up, I do improv in Houston. Uh, yeah. can I, can I throw out a plug? Yeah, go ahead, uh, man. I'm all about it. I, 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 uh, I'm in, uh, I work for, uh, comedy sports. Yep. And, uh, it's, uh, it's actually worldwide, uh, improv troupe. Yep. And I'm at Comedy Sports Houston, so cschouston.com if you want to look that up. Yep. Or, do, you know, or just CSC Worldwide, it'll tell you about all. So when I'm not out traveling doing stand-up, I do improv here in Houston. And the thing I wanted to talk to you about is, and I don't know if you've run into this. Okay. I find out that most stand 
despise improv. Sure. I don't know if you've come across that, and, and and I don't understand. I don't understand why it's. Well, I'm I'm kind of one of those guys, Scott. I I'm no, not. You are. Yeah, I uh, I mean I don't despise it. I've I've taken classes. I've performed in some stuff, and I enjoy doing it. I just find it very hard watching it because a good portion of the time I just don't find it very good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I mean, but but my argument for that is it's so. I mean, bad stand-up is hard to watch. Yeah, bad oh, yeah. sketch is hard to watch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I'm not. I'm not going to argue I about that. Listened, I don't know. I. Well, I don't. How it, it was. Like, I had an idea for something else. I wanted, I, but you're, since you don't edit, I just listened to one of the worst <laughs> stand-up albums ever, and oh, it's yeah. by a very a very prominent stand-up. Okay. And I don't. And I don't know, it's like, I don't want, do you think stand-ups could criticize other stand-ups' work? Um, I think there is a level of fear of that, for sure. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, this. It is, I do have a level of fear about that, because I just right. listened to something that is, t- I'll, I'll write you the name off, you know, so it's not, sure. but just, it was just awful. Yes. And, Go ahead. and this guy's made millions at it. Yes, there, there's a lot of stuff I've watched where I'm like, it's open my caliber type comedy, but this person's been doing comedy 20 plus years. They've been in TV or movies and whatever, so they're a star and they can get away with it. But if you're looking at, at it objectively, a lot of it's just garbage. It's not creative. It's not really funny. A lot of it I blame on the audience too, though, Scott. Well, that's true too. Um you know, if the audience laughs, it's like, um, yeah, you can't do anything about that. Right. So. I think a good portion of the audience, they're, they're not sophisticated about comedy. They're not knowledgeable about comedy. And so someone will tell like a real hacky street joke or whatever, and people will laugh about it. And you're like, going, well, that's not incredibly clever. That's very uh, low hanging fruit, if you will. Yes, it will, and a lot of this was, and I'm not saying my comedy is the most highbrow in the world, but there's just a lot of stuff, um, you know, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, it's just like, really, that's where you went? Right. And, and I don't, I don't begrudge anybody, you know, anybody, anybody's material, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a genius, I'm not breaking any you know, I'm breaking any barriers about that, but there's sure. some stuff. It's just like, dude, you got to do better than that. You would like to think, and pretty was, and you said this was a big time comedian. I'm sorry, what was that? I was saying uh, the the comedian that the special that you watched was like a pretty well known comedian. Well, worldwide known. Gotcha. So I mean, this person. If I said his name. If I said his name, you would know it. People who don't, it, it, yeah. People who don't know comedy know this guy. People who don't know comedy know this guy so because th- he's done other stuff outside of stand-up. Gotcha. So, I mean, this guy, he probably has writers and things of that nature to help him pump out material, and it's just No, sad. no, no, no. It's not that. Oh. It's not writer. He writes it all himself. Huh. Um, and it's... He's, he's specifically known for one thing. Gotcha. And, and it's like... And maybe it is writer's... But if it is writers, he ought to fire him because it's just awful. Um, is he getting it done? 
Yeah, so... <laughs> and, I've heard, and this is something else about... And being inside comedy like we are... Yeah. You hear things that you know that aren't true. Right. Like, it was like... Um, Another well-known com- uh, comedian. Another well-known comedian. I heard he was doing a podcast, and he right. was saying that he was out writing tons and tons of new material. And I know this person has writers, so I know oh. that he may write. He may write, might be writing some of it. Sure. I know he's not writing all his material, which it made it sound like he was doing. So I wish more comedians were just a little bit more truthful about stuff. And I, right. I, I get a lot of comedies about the illusion of things, particularly the act. You know, it's a it's a character of some kind. It's not legitimately who you are. But I just wish they were honest about what they were doing and where they're performing. You know, even you know, the lower level guys, like everybody's crushing. Every room is sold out. And you're like, oh, yeah. uh, how, many, uh, how many times have you seen a Facebook post? I've had... Uh, I had uh, six applause breaks in my set. <laughs> right. Shit. right, 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 right. I'm like, take it yeah. easy, dude. I've seen your yeah. act. I know it's not quite right. So, yo, know, absolutely, yeah. And it's and you know, and you know the comics. Yeah, yeah. I've seen his act, and you've seen his act. And then, um, now, now I, I, I name my woman, uh, David Tell. Yeah, which is I love David Tell. He's great. And David Tell has said that he has never been happy with with a single set in his life. He right. goes because he takes the same, he goes. He goes. I've never been happy with a single set, and I'm like, if he's never been happy with a single set, all these guys who are uh, counting their applause breaks and late, and women too, right. that are counting their their applause breaks and their you know and uh, standing ovations or whatever. I'll sure. tell you this honestly, I've never had a standing ovation. I've had maybe I've had half a room stand up, but I gotcha. have never had a standing ovation in my life. And according to some of these comics, they have it every single night. Right. So, right. I, and I'm always astounded when I hear that. I'm, I've had one, and I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Because I just left the stage, and then the MC was like, they're all standing up out there. And I was like, get the fuck out of there. And I, I uh-huh. peeked, and they were. I'm like, that, it was the weirdest night of my life, for sure. They should yeah. not have been standing, Scott, is what I'm trying to tell you. Right. So, but you have to have some sort of hubris, to, and that, I, that's my word of the day, hubris. <laughs> You gotta have some sort of hubris to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's about you and me, and, and, and the stuff I have to say is interesting enough to two hundred strangers. Exactly. Right. Very strange. When you moved to Houston, and I know that you said that's where you started doing comedy. Did you do improv first or stand-up first? I did stand-up. Actually, I started them both at the same time. Did you? Okay. Um. Because uh, a great old club that's no longer here, the Laugh Stop. Yes, um, that's where uh, Hicks started, right? That's where uh, Hicks started. No, he, he was the comedy annex, I believe. Oh, okay. But uh, the Laugh Stop was here. It was an it was an A room. We yeah. had that's where I started doing open mic, and really? that's where I went and I saw all these people who were big now. I saw I saw Ron White wow. and. Um, and these, uh, Ron White, Dane Cook, yeah, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, right, uh, Adam Ferrara, uh, wow. all these guys before they hit it big. Were Bruce you black? When you saw Ron White, was he still doing the cowboy character? No, he was in the suit. Gotcha. He was okay. already in the suit. He was in the suit. 
Because um, it's weird when you tell people, like, he kind of came out as a cowboy and he wore, like, the duster oh, yeah. and, and the hat. Is, he's got an album called Ar- Armadillo Dundee, where yeah. you, you see him, he's wearing a, a cowboy hat, and, which is odd because the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, right. all three, you know, those three are pretending to be cowboys, and I think Ron White really was a cowboy, but <laughs> he's wearing a suit and so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very funny. So you had an opportunity to see the greats. Yes, and I watched them. And the thing is, nowadays, oh man, oh God, Jesus, I sounded fucking old there. <laughs> How old are you, Stu? I'm uh, 48. I'm 40. I'm 49. I'm yeah. going to be 50 in December. So nice. we're, we're we're basically mirror images of each we other. We are the uh, same person. Yes. Um, I know comics today. When I was there, I was sitting in the showroom and I would watch the comics that would come. I would watch the headliners coming through, right? Just to just to learn from them. Right. And now, when I go to a club and I'm headlining it, the all the uh, the two cool for school comics are sitting in the bar hoping to get a spot. Right. But they but they're sitting with their backs to the comics and they're you know they don't even come into the main you know, the main room to watch the comic. Sure. So they have the, they have this because clubs usually say if you're a comic there, they have this open policy where if you're a comic, you can come in for free and yeah. watch the show. And they're just not using that. They're just coming in, hoping to get a five minute set and, uh, and to drink for free and then leave. Right. It's not a good way to do your business. No. When you have a free, it's like, it was like, if you're a doctor and they're saying, you can watch this, you can watch this medical procedure for free right. and pick up any pointers. Now, and I'm not saying that that's all you need, but that's a step in the right direction if you see how it's done and then you take the proper steps to develop that. I, I've often felt like guys can learn a ton from a comic even if they don't like them just by watching them. Is it, oh, absolutely. This person... You can, learn, you can learn what not to do. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, like this person is headlining the club for a reason, and it may not be anything that I like. They might be really high energy, uh, a lot of act outs. I don't know if they're a prop comic or oh, you know. I, did, I know uh, guitar acts and prop sure. acts get a lot of crap. But yeah, they're headlining for whatever reason. Right. Nobody is. I mean, those days are gone. Where you're, where you're a Daps fan and you you have five minutes and you're headlining a club. Because that, that basically ruined him. Right. He didn't have the material to back it up. And it's and there was a couple, I've heard a couple of stories where these people have won a contest and the prize is to win, the prize is to headline a club. Yeah. They only have their seven-minute contest material. Right. So. That could backfire, definitely. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I mean, I heard stories about Amy Schumer and actually even, I just read her biography uh, where it's when she did really well in Last Comic Standing, she started getting headlining gigs, but she only had like 20, 25 minutes. So she often would be like the name on the marquee, but she would end up being like the feature act. Uh, and I think like get. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, yep. he only likes to do 30 minutes. He doesn't want to do 45. Sure, so. I get it. It's and, the, uh, that's the sweet spot, baby. It, oh, God. If, if I could be a professional feature, sure. if feature if feature paid anything, yeah. I would be a professional feature. Right. 30 minutes, prime spot, you're off. 
Yeah. You don't have to deal with the checks. You don't have to deal with them warming up. Oh. Right. I'm doing Canada next month. Nice. And actually this month. Um, and the beauty about Canada is, is uh, they drop the checks after your set. That's great. So you do your full, you do your full 45, and right. then after your set, they drop the checks. So you don't have to deal with checks. During, you doing during uh, Absolute? Yes. Nice. Absolute seems to be the chain in Canada that seems okay with Americans coming in. Yes. Guy, Jason Lawrence, runs it. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Great. And he's given a lot of Americans uh, a, a shot up there. That's good. So There's how many? Uh, three? I'll tell you what, the Ottawa, the Ottawa Absolute Comedy, yeah. hands down, the best club I've ever worked in my life. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Good to hear, man. There's a, what, Ottawa, Toronto, and uh, Montreal? And Kingston. Kingston? Kingston. Kingston is a little town in yeah. between Toronto and Ottawa. Right, gotcha. Very cool, man. That's great to hear. You doing all three? I am doing all three. Fantastic. Enjoy your time in Canada, eh? Yes, I do. I look forward to this every year. Yeah. It's sort of a, it's a, it's a vacation, you know, it's a, I look. Well, first of all, you're you're working just about every night, which I love. That's good. And uh, because uh, at the end of the at the end of the run, you're you're just you're sharp as a tack, you right. know. So, but that's from doing it over and over again. Did and the, uh, and it's a beautiful country, and I've got friends up there, and good. it's just you know it's just a delight to go up there. Do the Canadians appreciate the sense of humor? Or is there any kind of uh... Lang, not language barriers, but uh, no, no. There's a couple, you know. Um, there's like uh, I do a, an Aflac joke, which oh. I don't do up there because they don't have Aflac. Right. But, you know, like I do a couple of jokes about commercials, which are popular here in the states, right. which I don't do up there. But for the most part, it's all the same. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, that's good. They, they really love. It. I did. I did like a Brawny Man joke one night, and this cricket. They had no idea what I was talking about. What the stuff. fuck's Brawny? Yeah, <laughs> and this and this is Canada where they have you know where they have brawny men shopping down right. the street. Right, actually, the brawny guy was in the room watching you. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get back to improv, though, man. Let's talk about okay. it. I love doing improv. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's helping with my crowd work. Yes, uh, for one, and uh, I've also worked it into my stand up stand up act. So a lot huh. of my act now is uh, uh is crowd work and going off the crowd and i i credit that 100 percent to all the improv i've done over the years sure it makes you more comfortable thinking on your feet yes sure and also as a comic you know we have a backlog of, of stuff in our head that we make look that we make it sounds like we it's off the top of our head which it is oh yeah yeah this is this is a heckler uh put down i've used before this is a tag that i've used before i've dealt with a bachelor party before a bachelorette party before right, so, exactly you know, yeah so a lot of it's just the good memory and the right time right moment yes and the audience doesn't know the audience thinks you just came up with that you're a genius audience, yes i love it when the audience asks uh, did you just come up with all that stuff off the top of your head? Yes, I just did 45 minutes off the top of my head. Right. I just did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bump into a lot of new guys who that's all they want to do is just riff. 
and uh, yes. they get I've met, uh, yes, I've run into them before. They get angry when I tell them like you actually have to write things down and remember them, and they think I'm they think I'm doing it wrong. No, no, man, you just can go up there and be funny. Okay, go ahead and try it. <laughs> Not, night after night, night after right. night, try that night after night. And, and I tell people um, it's it, it's easy to do with your five buddies or your coworkers because everybody knows, like, oh, Johnny, he's crazy and he's talking about this. But when you're doing it in front of strangers who don't give a shit about you, it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah. I've always told because I was talking about doing stand up in Michigan. Yeah, I entered a contest and. Um, it's like one time I invited my friends and it went great. And then the next time, you know, and then I advanced that it was a bunch of strangers right. and I didn't do well. I go, you got, if you can make a room full of strangers laugh, you're doing it. You're great. Yes. That's why I don't like contests where, all, you know, you can, st- you can stock the audience and yeah. the audience, ha- you know, the audience votes. Well, it's just whoever brought the most people are going to get the most votes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the bringer? The bringer. Oh, I hate bringer shows. And that's the. Uh, I mean, that that's who the club likes or the venue likes because you did what they wanted you to. They brought you brought in ten people, twenty people, or whatever. But then yeah, ultimately, ten people who bought two drinks apiece. Yeah. So. But ultimately, it hurts the show if that person's not funny. No. Right. Oh. Can you explain to me, Scott, and I've thought about this, like you can make a living as a professional stand-up and not even necessarily well-known, but is it possible to do it that way uh, in improv? Like I've never heard of a professional you know, improv. Yes, it's, it, you know you can't. And I always, because you have, uh, well, Chicago is the, Chicago is the hub of improv. I yeah. always say, if you want to be an actor, you go to L.A. Yeah. If you want to be a stand-up, you go to New York. If you want to be an improviser, you go to Chicago. Right. The, yeah. And, uh, no, it was like, if you live in Chicago, yeah. you can make a living doing improv just really? by going from one theater to another. Huh. But but being a touring improv, improv you, you can't. I've, I've never seen it. Right. You can't. Now, there's people... You know the, the the whose line is it anyway? Crew. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. They can te- they can go out and make a living doing that, but yeah. that's just off a of name recognition. Yeah, they're the so, cream of the crop that everyone knows. Colin, what's his face, Montgomery. Colin, yeah, and, Colin Ryan, yeah. all of them. Yeah. And um, but no, I and if if one of your six listeners wants to contradict me, contradict me, yeah, and tell me how to make a you know make a living going around the country doing improv, I would love to hear yeah. it because I would I would try that in a second. But no, it's like so, and it's really odd when I say stand up it pays the bills because <laughs> usually that's not the point. Usually, right? Um, but stand up pays the bills. Improv pays pretty good. Sure. Um. I mean, and like, you know, anything, you know, as a stand-up, you got different irons in the fire. Um, right before we were doing this podcast, yeah. I was doing a radio gig. Uh, so A phoner? Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, what? Were you doing a phoner? Yes. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So, and I do that, and I do dinner. I do dinner theater when I'm here in Houston. What? Uh, you know, a little, yes. Like, uh, like mystery murder stuff? Murder, murder mystery, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So you're doing it all. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, you know, no rest for the wicked. And <laughs> the thing is, so with, um, 
with improv in the dinner theater, it allows me to be a little more silly. Right. Uh, because uh, stand-up audiences, I think stand-up audiences don't really want the silliness. They want the, the they want the ha-ha and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I which I deliver on that. But right. I'm also I'm also an old. You know, I'm an old sore. I'm old, I love uh, the Marx Brothers and the Three Stooges and sure. Roll and Hardy and, and W.C. Fields, right. where you were able to do puns and do play on words and and just and know it's stupid and know it's silly and right. just have fun with that. I love doing that as well, and I can do that through improv. Good. Yeah, you def- you definitely is that level of that. The problem that I had with improv, Scott, is it's a team sport. And so it is good yes. that you are uh, that you're on a team, so you understand. I often felt like everybody wanted to be the guy doing the slam dunk, and no one wanted to get the assist. That can be a problem, and yes. I will admit, sometimes I'm not sometimes. Most of the time, I'm the slam dunk guy. <laughs> so, Scott, come on, man. We need John Stockton's out there. Yes. <laughs> We need background out there. I don't do background. So. <laughs> did you see um, Berbiglia's movie that he wrote? Uh, I did. Oh, my God. That's so fucking depressing. Yes. It's depressing, but I still loved it. I still loved it, too, but it was depressing as hell. And, God, he he, um, he nailed it. Yes. And uh, another, another film I haven't seen, which I'm scared to watch, is Adam Carolla's Road Dog. Yeah, I don't. I just, I just, go ahead. I have a feeling that's just going to be like just these t- tired old men doing comedy, right? And uh, I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid to watch that because like, yeah, I don't need any more. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Is that out? I didn't. I mean, I knew of it being made. I didn't oh, no, know it's been out for a while. I, really? You can buy it off of his website. Yeah, you oh. can buy it off of his website. So it's not on like Netflix or anything. It might be. Okay. I'm not sure. But I just heard him, yeah, I heard him talk about it. Because um, I watched, he has an, um, one movie called Out the Hammer. Yeah. It isn't bad. Yeah. And, um, and then I heard him talking about, you know, this a road guy, where this guy who's, you know, he reached a certain amount of fame, and then all of a sudden it was taken away, so he had to go back out on the road. So, right. Which sort of, it's not our, we've never, you know, we've just always been on the road. So. Right, right. It's funny to me how people will throw suggestions at you of like, hey, why don't you get on TV? <laughs> oh, that That's a great idea. Never thought of it. And the Never whole, thought, really? I'm going to write that one down. Right. The whole so. concept of uh, getting on Conan or Colbert or whatever. And yeah. uh, as we kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast, like even all of that stuff has changed tremendously. Uh, that's no longer career changing for people. Not at all. Not at all. And what's odd is, I know, we were originally supposed to talk about Michigan in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, the, the podcast goes in weird directions sometimes. It does. Uh, it's like, um, I well, Colbert, uh, do you know, you know the comedian Jake Johansson, don't you? Oh, I love Jake. Love Jake Johansson. Yeah. Worked with him a couple times. Nice guy. Yeah. He was on Letterman all that time. Yes. You know, I think he did more Letterman than anybody, if not very yeah, close. Right. And uh, and he tried to get on the Colbert Report. Right. But they don't fly people out anymore. So, oh. the, so the Colbert Report is just using New York comics. 
Yeah. Which is which is a very specific, or or people are flying themselves out, I guess. But right. for the most part, it's just New York comics. Yes. And it's weird. And I know a couple of these comics that have been on the show. Right. Who have day jobs. Right. And it's just like it's just like I just don't. It just seems it's just changed so much. I wouldn't yeah. think somebody who has a day job is doing a five minute set on Colbert. It just doesn't seem. But I know mm. you're living in New York and you gotta, you know, it's not cheap to live in New York and you gotta, you know, bust it and do whatever you can to survive. Right. But it's just that w- way of thinking now. Yes. So. I, and I can't lie, Scott, the last couple ones I've seen on Colbert I've been fairly disappointed in. Uh, so have I. Yeah. So have I. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I, um, my story with Jake well, Johansson. Honestly, yeah, they all look the same, don't they? Yeah, there, there's definitely well, a certain female style. Female, they're, they have gla- they've got the glasses yeah. and the 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 plaid shirt. You know, they right. they, they just all look the same. They're they're young. They're usually under thirty. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's, Which is odd because Colbert's fifty-five, sure. and I think he has an older audience. So. Comedy is skewing young, though, man, which is, uh, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. It's, I mean, it's bad for me because I'm not young anymore, but whatever. But, I mean, yeah, it is skewing young, but I don't know. I mean. Whatever. I'm getting, yeah. de- I'm getting depressed now, Scott. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to improv. <laughs> uh so, I mean, that's a good thing, though, when you're home, though, that you still have a place to continue to work on your when chops. I'm home, I'm always working. Yeah. I, it's like, I, I hear people say, I, I, this the other day, it was like, oh, I need to take a break. You know, I need to take a break from comedy. Right. Or, I, 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 that's just totally foreign to me. Just sure. taking, a, taking time off from comedy. Totally right. foreign to me. I always, you know, if I am, if I am not doing something on a Friday and Saturday night, it just feels so odd. Do you end up like going to a club? Like, well, I was on the road for I was on the road for three weeks. I'm taking two weeks off. That that's just insane to me. Yeah. Now, granted, these people probably have families and children and stuff like that, which once again I don't have. Right. They have different priorities. Right. But just hearing it is just odd to me. Do you uh, when you're not working? Do you find yourself going to a club to watch a show? I don't. Okay. Because I don't, because um, it doesn't happen that often. Right. And the thing is, if it's somebody I like, I will. But I, I don't want to. First of all, I don't want to do that thing where you accidentally pick something up from somebody. Right. So. Right. Um. Because, I, as a you know, as a headliner, I I I don't really like to. I I don't really I like to watch comics. Um, when I'm on the show, if I'm a headliner, I'll watch them just to see what material they do. If it's like, yeah. oh, well, that joke is really close to a joke that I do. I need to change it or drop it or something like that. Right, right. But I just, because it's just, you just hear something and you're like, wow, that's, you know, that's funny. And you just don't want to, you know, accidentally use it in your show or something like that. Sure. So you don't want to, the Robin Williams syndrome, as they say, they go, right. he was a sponge, so he would hear something and just bank it and not really know where it came from. Right. I uh, I did a show with a headliner once where I did a joke, and uh, then when the headliner went up, he would play off the joke, and I would be the butt of it. 
And so one show, uh, I didn't do the joke. The headliner wasn't in the room, though. So he did a playoff of the joke, and it clearly didn't work because no one knew the frame of reference. So I loved it. Oh, jeez. Because he, he kept... He kept thinking I was going to do the joke in that one show I didn't, and then he, okay. he fucked himself. This is what oh, I know. Oh, this is what happened to me. Oh, man. And this was way before... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll tell this story. Okay. Uh, this was way before everybody was jumping on. I was, uh, I was, I was featuring for Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, nice. And Bob, tell you what, Bobcat is one of the nicest guys in the world. Yes, he is. And he, and he's, and he's one of the funniest guys in the world. And the thing, and he hates doing stand up. Uh, <laughs> he does. Yeah. I, when I worked with him, he hated doing stand up. And now he's directing. He directed Kimmel, and he's directing his movies. And I hope he's happy now because he's a nice guy. Right. Well, anyway, the guy before the MC was a was a black guy yeah. and he did this joke where he said he used to work in a in a retirement home and he was pushing this old white lady around and the white lady goes you're one good looking n-word right and, and he says the word and he says the word you know so he says the word so he does this joke and then I would follow and then he'd call me up and my, my first line was hey there's so and so he's one good looking n-word got right. a huge laugh right because so what the last show doesn't do the joke I don't see it I come up <laughs> hey there's so and so one good looking n-word but the whole place just goes dead silent what? except for him laughing his ass off in the back <laughs> so that's awesome yeah how did they respond to you the rest of the act they, well once they once they saw that he was laughing I, it, it sort of made it okay gotcha it, because they felt like they missed something. Because right. they honestly, they didn't, nobody thought like this guy's a racist. They, everybody looked around confused because right. there was one guy laughing and I looked surprised. And so they obviously knew something happened. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, so that's how that worked. Sure. Well, <laughs> so that's one of my, that's one of my moments. Oh, that's a great story, man. I love stories like yeah. that. Just weird things that almost have nothing to do with comedy. Oh, yeah, those are the best stories. Right. So There are certain words, too, that you have to be very careful about saying on stage, and clearly the N-word is one. Uh, people get really uptight when you say cunt. Uh, yes. And, and sometimes it can be hard to get people back on your side. And I mean, in the, that's not a word that I'll I tell use. You, you know a word that's how, goddamn. Yeah. People don't like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ, depending upon yeah, where you Jesus are Christ, in the country. Yeah, Jesus Christ, goddammit, yeah. Right. So then it becomes like, uh, how do I recover? Well, yeah. Do you find yourself changing your act depending on where you go? I don't. Okay. Because I used to do that, and I realized that I'm just hurting myself by trying to do an, by trying to do an act that's not mine. I'm trying to... I realized it's much better for me just to do my act because it's going to come off more naturally and either either they're going to like it or they don't. Right. But if I am trying to do something that's not me, it's just, it's just going to be a poor show. Right, right. You don't want to please the crowd. Yes, and that's all. And, uh, you know, these con I don't care if the people laugh. I'm doing it for me. Well, no, you're not. You're doing it for the audience, and that's the main, you know, that's what you want to do. You sure. want You want the audience to be happy. You want the club to be happy. 
Yes. Now, once again, you're not. Everybody in the show is not going to like you. Yeah. That's just impossible. And that's um, okay. People so, need to realize that that's, that's okay. okay. That's fine. I hate. Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen that poster, or it's like a meme, I guess where they show a, a comedian on stage and there's a, the crowd in front of him and you see everybody laughing and they're like, and then they, sh and then there's like a split screen and then it's like what the comedian sees. And it's like the one guy who's got his and arms the, crossed. I've seen that, uh, yes, I have seen and that. I, yes. I fucking hate that one because I'm like, why are you focusing on that one dude as opposed to the 99 other people? Right. Comics do. I, I yeah, I get it, but I'm like, you gotta let it go. Like, fuck that guy in my brain. I'm like, everyone else is having a good time. Like, I don't know why this guy's not having a good time, but that's not my problem. You gotta get around that. Yeah, I do it all. I now if it's the other way around, there's one guy laughing and 99 people laughing. <laughs> that's another thing. But yeah, but it's like obviously, and some people, and I, this is something that blows my mind. And yeah. Some people just. Go into a comedy club with a mindset of not having a good time. Right. Why are you here? Right. Why? I'm going to show them that they can make me laugh. Congratulations. Stupid. <laughs> They're stupid, stupid people. And the people and and people who uh, and people who talk, not heckle, but talk, having a conversation at a table during a comedy show. Right. I just don't get that. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, Go to a restaurant and you guys can talk all you yeah. want and not bother anybody. And they're always shocked when you call them out. Right. We weren't doing anything. Yeah, yes, you know, you weren't doing anything. Right. I just want you four people to leave for no reason. That's <laughs> what you were throwing you off for no reason. You're not doing anything. We're just dicks. I try to tell people to look at a movie, uh, 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 comedy shows like going to see a movie. Of just like you go and you laugh and you respond as you should, but you really shouldn't be talking. Yes, unless the comic, you know, and then unless a comic asks you a question, right? Or, yeah, you know, yeah. that's different, right? So, you uh, when you come back to Michigan, like you have uh, like a weird relationship with your father on social media. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that at all? Uh, sure. Uh, it's, um, my dad, my dad is 92. He's going to be 93 in October. Yeah. And, uh, he just learned, he learned a text at 89. So he's only been doing it for a couple of years. Right. And, um, which is good because he's almost deaf and talking to him on the phone is almost impossible. Sure. But he can text. And, um, he's 92 and he's sharp as a tack and he calls himself Bulldog. Right. Uh, and he calls me Spider because I was a huge Spider-Man fan. I still am, but oh. growing up, I was a huge Spider-Man fan. Great. So he calls me Spider. Right. Yes. So he he will send me he will send me texts telling me about his adventures that he had. That he was friends with Tarzan and Billy the Kid and you know Jesse James right. and Bonnie and Clyde. You know, and um, so he will he'll send me these texts. And I have taken all these texts, and I have written backstories yes. to these texts. And it's a blog of mine called the Bulldog Chronicles, and and it's on Facebook, right. uh, Bulldog Chronicles. So yes, uh, so please look that up, and please and, and uh, you know, and please follow that. And it's just it's just a nice, silly thing. It's uh, and people ask me for people ask me two things. Right. One, first they ask me if my dad's okay. 
like if he has uh, Alzheimer's or something. Yes. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking advantage of my father who has dementia. Right. That's what I'm doing. That's me. I'm I'm the world's best son. Yeah. It's like, no, this, this is him. This is just him being, once again, being silly. I right. love being silly. It's just him being silly with his son. Right. And and uh, the second people that asked me is, um, what app do you use to type those up? to make it look like your dad. I go, it's not an app. That's my dad. That's my dad. Those man. are his actual texts. Fun. And, um, yeah. That's great. So, it is great. And it, it's very fun. And it's gotten, it's gotten a, a pretty good, it's gotten a pretty good response from the people. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, because people, because uh, a lot of, I'll, I'll post something and it'll might it'll might get four or five likes. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if anybody's read, but then I'll go to clubs or stuff like that, and the people who are you know I'm friends with, I go, oh, you know, your dad is great. So people are reading them. I they're just they're just not liking it or whatever. So, right. But they but they are reading reading the reading the post. Have you ever thought of compiling and making a book of them? I have. Yeah. I I, I actually have, and that's it. I'm just uh, I I've got to I've. Um, First of all, I have to come up with the funds. I started a Patreon account, but I don't think I did it right because I can't get it. So I, I, I'm not sure I did it right, right. Uh, because I am just totally. And the thing is, and I don't know if you were joking at the beginning of this, uh-huh. but I am totally. I am not computer literate. Gotcha. I, you know, I know enough to use my computer uh, fairly well, but I can't. But uh, you know, but editing and and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, wanting to do videos—that's just beyond me right now. I don't know how yeah. to do it. Plus, I don't—I have an old computer. I don't think it could do it. Right. So I'm not technically savvy enough. I need to—I need to get some people to help me with that. I'm—I'm I'm finding that if you are technically savvy, that uh, even if you're not funny, you can make yourself funny. Yes. Because you can edit videos and you can do this. Like, I, it's funny to me watching these videos and you can tell, like, clearly things have been edited to to make this thing that was probably, like, 10 minutes long into two minutes long because they just edited out all the garbage that this person said <laughs> to get all the quick gems. And I'm like, eh, fuck, it's, it's weird to me. <laughs> so to me, that's why I like this, Scott. I know it's garbage, but I love all the warts and bumps that go along with this dumb podcast. Right. And apparently you know, this, my six listeners like it too. Yes, six listeners. <laughs> so why is it? It's Elemental Podcast. Yeah, yeah, the Elemental Podcast, and it's uh, and what? Elemental P is a joke of mine. Elemental P is an acronym, and it's a pretty dirty acronym. And then uh, the lady who was doing my website, because originally this podcast was called uh, Studio Fifteen Thirty Four, and then which makes no sense as well too. But my uh, the lady who did my uh, website was like you should just call it Elemental Podcast, and I'm like, all right, let's call it that. So yes, no sense Excellent. at all. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I've been doing a long time, uh, you know. And if people listen, great. If they don't listen, great. Whatever. I now, do it. What's this, uh, I see pictures of you doing the late. What's the late night talk show deal that you do? Oh yeah, I was doing a once a month talk show here in town, just like all late night talk shows. And we would do a monologue, and we would have guests on, and uh, we'd do skits and bits. So it was just a monthly show that we did at a bar in town, and now we're trying to uh, get it onto 
I'm not trying to brag here, Scott, but we're trying to get it on local public cable access. <laughs> Jealous? Well, have you ever thought of starting a, a YouTube channel and getting it on the YouTube channel? On, on the YouTube. On the YouTuber? Uh, uh, YouTube. Then you can be YouTube sensation. Yes. How do, how do you feel when you see that at a comedy club? Oh. YouTube sensation, YouTube star. Uh, um, we had one come into the club last summer. Uh, he came Dr. in on an Doctor Grins in Grand Rapids. He came into Doctor Grins, and uh, yeah. he, he came in on an off night on a Wednesday. I was not there to see it. Um, I don't know how he did. The, the room, I guess, was like maybe half full. Uh, but the, it's weird to me. Like this guy has millions of followers, and his his clips get millions of hits. And the thing that bothers me is it's just kind of like what I described to you of. Uh, things are clearly edited down. Um, uh-huh. he, he's just giving a quick synopsis of whatever. You know, Trump said something dumb, and then he'll do 30, 60 seconds on, oh, this is stupid. And then he gets millions of hits on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, good on him for finding that niche. But uh, I, I don't know how right. it translated well, to the you. stage. I saw, you know, like a picture of a cat. Yeah getting tickled gets a million views right. and I just thought to myself no matter no matter how funny I am I'll never be as popular <laughs> as a cat getting his yeah. tummy, tummy yeah. tickled you know it's, yeah. just, it's disheartening Scott for sure yeah it is very disheartening that yeah I will never be as famous as I've Grumpy Cat I've been trying to I've been trying to get into Dr. Grimm's for a while yeah. I can't seem to can't seem to do it those motherfuckers over there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I make suggestions to them, and then either they listen or they ignore. I mean, I'll throw your uh, I'll throw your name out there to people, so we'll see what happens. Cool, excellent for sure, man. I worked there a long time ago. I worked there. Uh, uh, last time I worked there was with uh, uh, Alan Ball. Wow, he's dead. Yes, that was Uh-oh. a long time ago. He was a the. Long time uh, ago. He was the smart comedy guy. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the shtick that he had, though. Like, yes, I don't. You want to? You don't want to talk ill of the dead? Oh, I'm not. It was his shtick. It was what he did. He was like, uh, if you pay yeah. attention, you and get Alan, rewarded. You know, we always used to say Alan Ball's favorite subject was Alan Ball. Alan Ball. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I liked Alan enough. He was funny. I mean, he would talk to you, and a lot of guys don't want to do it. So. To he, would always, he, he was doing his set, and he would go, he'd go, I'm 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. I'd go, well, I'm 6'4", and I'm taller than you, so you're not 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to put my boots on. <laughs> yeah. So, but Very yeah, funny. oh, he would do, he would always be like, and that's my third science joke. And <laughs> right. I've always, uh, you know, and again, nothing to do with Alan per se. I always hated when comics would tell you, like, this is what's funny and this is why it's funny. Yes. They're, like, they're doing it on stage during their act. And I'm like, the crowd lets you know if it's funny or not, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just... I have jokes. I have no idea why they work, but they work. And guess what? I'm not going to go in there and try to find out and ruin anything. Yeah. So This is working. I don't know. The crowd likes it. Sometimes... People yep. laugh. Uh, I've had people laugh at setups, and I'm like, I don't know why you're finding this funny, but I'm glad you are. It's like, uh, I, 
once it's like I say a line of my I go, I went in to have my appendix taken out and for some reason that okay that was gonna laugh. I'm yeah. like I don't know why, but it does. All right. Funny. <sighs> Scott, what's uh, the next big thing on your calendar, man? Uh, any uh, well, good stuff? Like I said, next week I'm heading to, I'm Canada. Heading to Canada for the for the Canadian tour. Oh, that's Absolute a good one. Comedy. That's great. Yes. Anything good going down there in Houston? Uh, I've got uh, just uh, I've got my um, comedy sports, got my improv here in Houston. Great. And uh, and then I, yeah, and then I'm headed to um, heading to Canada. Uh, this uh, next week, actually, yep. and uh, yeah, so and that's uh, scottyblanco.com is my website. There you go. I was going to ask if there was out. anything you wanted to plug. So Scotty and, Blanco uh, at Twitter at Scott White ninety one. Yep. And um, and once again, uh, check out the Bulldog Chronicles yeah. on Facebook. So just blog in the Facebook and type in Bulldog Chronicles, and you'll see it. It's, I, a blog. it's my blog. I know I like them, man. I'll tell you that, Scott. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's very funny stuff that you got going on there. That's why I do think, like, if you were able to compile them together uh it would be a funny book that you could sell at shows or just through amazon or whatever yes and i'm also i also incorporate real stories too i've sent out you know a couple of real uh of of, you know growing up with bulldog and all that so that's great very cool man all right i will see what i can do to get you into grins again i don't have any power really but i'll throw your name around are you the house MC, or do you just MC when you're there? No, or how does that work? I uh, I was the house MC for a long time, but it's been a couple of years now since I was. You know, I uh, I'm actually Scott trying to to end my comedy career. Well, you told me that you said you're trying to branch out into other things. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to do whatever I can. I mean, like when I say end my comedy career, I don't mean like I'll never perform again. But it's one of those things of like I just I'm tired of fighting with people over stuff, and uh, I've I've lost that lust for that. You know, uh-huh. I still enjoy the performing, I still enjoy the writing, I just don't enjoy having to deal with uh, stupid bookers and clubs, and I'm fighting. And I I mean again, we're approximately the same age. I don't know if you felt it. I've I've felt the level of ageism as well too. And it's just uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, un, un- yeah. Well, I've had you know I've worked for um, I worked for three K. I worked for the Looney Tunes, yeah. and I worked for Hyenas, and I worked for Absolute, and right. all three of those chains have been very good to me over the years. That's so, great. Uh, I, I I'm lucky to be associated with those three chains. That's good. So I've heard nothing yeah. but positive things about all of them. So that's great, man. Yes, they're all they're all. They're all run very well, and they're all great clubs. Yeah, it's good stuff. Keep keep at it, as they say. Yes, don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up, though, Scott. Well, <laughs> you're not giving up. You're branching out. I'm changing changing my uh, my ways. Yeah. Well, well, that's the story I'm sticking to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. I appreciate you being on. Uh, and again, what was your website, Scotty Blanco? ScottyBlanco.com. There you go. And what was the Twitter? Uh, at ScottWhite91. Perfect, man. So I will tell everyone to go check those out for you and the Bulldog Chronicles. Yes, I, want, I want to have six new listeners. Six new pers- subscription, subscriptions? Oh, sure. God, you're not ending any of this shit out. Uh, yeah. Subscribers. <laughs> six new subscribers by the end of the week. We'll see what happens, man. I'll make it work for you. All right, man. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Yep. I'll talk to you. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye. 
All right, everybody. That was Scott White all the way from Houston. Uh, good dude, even though I've never met him in person. Funny dude, good guy. If you get an opportunity to see him live, uh, go check him out. If you do happen to live in Canada, if you live in Canada, eh? Go check him out at Absolute uh, and go to uh, Scotty Blanco, B-L-A-N-C-O.com. ScottyBlanco.com. Check him out. Um, All right, that's it, everybody. It's been a long podcast because, oh, God, because of the interview with Scotty. Uh, He's a good dude. Go go to the Twitter. Uh, I think it was Scott White 91 and the Bulldog Chronicles. Look for that as well, too, on uh, the facial book. Okay, uh, everybody, uh, go to donate blood. Uh, go be a hero. Uh, go like the fan page here, the Elemental Podcast uh, on the facial book. Uh, if you got any suggestions for Adventure Thursday, let me know with Jamie, and we will go do stuff. And then um, that's it, man. I hope you guys stay dry. Uh, Team PDU, please, for the love of all that is holy in Mecca, make America smart again. And tell everyone about this dumb podcast so I have more than six listeners, okay? And uh, if you want a shirt, a six-member mafia shirt, uh, let me know. I'll get a size made for you. 20 bucks. that will include shipping and handling. Black t-shirt, yellow print, six-member mafia type with elemental podcast underneath it okay i've i'm done rambling you guys are the best i'll see you on thursday oh wait big news on uh big news on monday everybody big news for next monday and uh, i'll talk about it more on thursday all right we'll see you guys take care thanks k bye make america smart again